0: Welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground, a place to get into the word of God so the word of God can get into you. This is where your revival begins. This is where repentance starts. And who am I? I'm just the voice of one calling out saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The underground. In Matthew chapter three. In verse 1 and 2, it says, in those days, John the Baptist came to the wilderness, and he began preaching. And what was that message? It was repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is, at, is near. In Matthew chapter 4 and 17, it says, from that time, Jesus began to preach. And what was that message? He was saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In Luke chapter 5 and verse 32, Jesus said, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. In Luke chapter 15 and verse 10, he says, in the same way I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. There is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. God gives us a little secret there of the joy that happens in heaven when a sinner repents. You know, he gives us he he let us take a peek up in heaven when he gives us this verse, you guys. So we might want to, you know, start uh, trying to pray that over our lives and pray that over our ministries that God lead me to uh, situations and people that I can, you know, share the gospel That one sinner can repent because it says there's joy in heaven behind that. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, it says, And Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. In the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, repentance baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. For the forgiveness of your sins. No one can forgive your sins but Jesus Christ. Romans 2, 4 says, do you ignore the fact that the purpose of God kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? The mercies of God, the patience of God, the kindness of God, the love of God. You know, he shares this with humanity. Because it is meant to lead us to repentance from turning away from our uh, old life, our former life, from our sinful life, from our darkness. And it's meant to lead us to repentance and to a relationship with his son, Jesus Christ. That's the purpose of it. That's the purpose of it. He, He has a purpose for his kindness towards you. That it may lead you to repentance, my brothers and sisters. Revelations chapter three and verse three, it says, remember then what you receive and heard. Keep it and repent. Every time you hear a word of the Lord, he's asking you to remember that. What you receive and heard, he's saying, keep it close to your heart. Repent, he's saying, if you if you will not wake up, I will come like a thief and you will not know what hour I will come against you. Jeremiah 25 and verse four and five, it says again and again, the Lord has sent you his servants, the prophets, but you not, you have not listened or even paid attention. Each time his message was this each time the message of God was this, you guys repent from the evil road you are traveling and from the evil things you are doing. And this is a constant, you know, lifestyle. If we really examine our hearts and examine our lives, and just examine where we at with God, there is always something that we can be repenting of, and you know, traveling on the road to holiness. That is a constant lifestyle, you know. That is a constant, uh, just uh, turning away from things, consecrating ourselves from things, and it, it, it and it is gonna take eternity. You know what I mean? So if you're ever in need of a word from God, I want you to always look up Jeremiah 25 and verse four and five, you know, and he's telling us, you know, each time his message was this, you know, his message sometimes can be repent, uh, which is a, a, a message that in our uh, idolized country and our pagan society that uh, it's not welcome. A lot of people don't want to hear about repentance because it, it causes you to put down idols. It causes you to really self examine yourself and it can be a very terrifying thing to do, you know, to self check yourself like that, to see uh, what you really are. It's a very, you know, terrifying thing to do. So uh, that's why a lot of people don't want to, you know, talk about repentance and holiness and, Uh, consecration. These things can, it's, it's not normal for the human mind. It's not normal for our natural being. You know what I mean? That's why it takes a, 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 a a rebirth calling on the name of Jesus, you know, falling on your face, seeking him with, with all you have. That's why it's going to take you laying down your life, you know, when he talks about being a disciple, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of those words that Jesus used to say when he was talking about being disciples was was very tough words, you guys. You know, it was very tough words. Matter of fact, I want to go over a couple verses of that. And uh we'll get into the message. In John chapter 8 and verse 31 and 32, listen what he's saying about those who want to be his disciples. Those who want to really follow him. Listen to the words of Jesus. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. He's giving you the blueprint of being truly his disciple. He's saying, if you abide in my word. The word has to become uh, you have to fall in love with it. You have to want to abide in God's word more than anything else. You know why? Because whatever you're abiding in the most, that's what you're going to be a disciple to. That is what you are going to follow. You don't even know it, but your mentality is following it. Your thought life begins to follow whatever you're abiding in. Your thought life your nature begins to follow whatever you're abiding. You begin to speak like whatever you're abiding. You begin to act like whatever you are giving your time, giving your mind, giving your heart to abide in. You begin to be that whatever that is, a disciple of it. And it says, and you will know the truth. Jesus disciples They don't have to try to figure out the truth. They know the truth. They don't have to argue about the truth. They don't have to debate the truth. They know the truth. You can't talk them out of the truth. You can't hoodwink them out of the truth. A disciple of Jesus Christ know the truth. And here's evidence of what what happens when they know the truth, right? Here's the evidence that happens, my brothers and sisters. And the truth will set them free from what? The bondage of sin. That's what the truth does. It sets you free from your own self. It sets you free from idols of this world. It sets you free from the lust and pull of this world, the deception of this world, the convenience of this world, the worship of this world in ourselves, in our money, in our things. It sets you free from those things. This is what happens when you are truly a disciple of God. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, this is what happens. Okay? Uh, Let's 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 continue to see uh, the words of Jesus Christ when he talks to us about being a disciple in first John, chapter two and verse three and six. It says, and by this. We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. I know God. Well, he's saying, if you say, you know me. According to the word of God, he said, if you say, you know me, you keep my commandments. You keep my commandments. And he says, whoever says I know him. Hear the words of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Whoever says I know him, but does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him or her. But whoever keeps his word in him. Truly, the love of God is perfected. When you begin to keep God's word, it becomes a lifestyle. What happens is the love of God begins to operate in your life and you become perfected by keeping his word and walking in his word, keeping his commandments. So your love for your wife begins to be perfected. Your love for your husband begins to be perfected. Your love for your children begins to be perfected. Your love for the people of God begins to be perfected when you are keeping His commandments, walking in His truth. But whoever keeps His word in Him, truly the love of God is perfected. Okay, that's a promise from God. By this we may know that we are in Him. Whoever said He abides in Him ought to walk. In the same way in which he walked. So those who say they abide in Jesus, they know Jesus, they have a a genuine relationship with Jesus. The word of God is telling us in first John chapter two and verse three through six that we should walk like he walked. When it talks about walking, we're talking about a lifestyle. We should have a lifestyle like him, my brothers and sisters. That is the goals of our lives. That is what we're striving to do. We're striving to walk just like he did. Okay. In John chapter 12 and verse 26, he says, if anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. Study out the gospel and find out what Jesus was. What did he spend his time? You know, what did he spend his energy doing? He's saying that's where you would be also. That's where you would be. Matter of fact, he says, I, I come to uh save those who uh call those who are not righteous to repentance. Jesus was about souls. I was just uh, talking about that today. He's about souls. He's about saving souls, man. It makes God happy when souls are saved. If anyone serves me, the father will honor him. So if we serve Jesus, it says God will honor us. You want to bring honor to your life. You want to bring honor to your family. You want to bring honor to your name? My brothers and sisters, serve Jesus with your life. God said, I bring honor to that. I bring honor to you if you serve me. You want your family to honor you? You want your community to honor you? You want the people that you're uh, preaching to and doing ministry with, you want them to honor you? Serve them just like Jesus did. In our generation, in our culture that we live in today, we expect our gifts. <laughs> we have grew up in a nation that the, we honor gifts, we honor talent, we honor looks, we honor how many uh I guess followers somebody can get. We honor how uh much drama you can cause we honor somebody saying the most outlandish things we honor somebody's i guess you know if they can sing we honor if somebody can you know play football real good but jesus says this is what honors this is what the father will honor those who serve me that's real honor right there if you want honor from god my brothers and sisters you have to serve Jesus. You have to serve Jesus. You know, no other way around it. Welcome to the underground a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? I'm just the voice of one calling out saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Thank you. Luke chapter nine and verse 23. He said, and he said to all. He was saying he was saying this to all Every, anybody who was listening to Jesus. He said, I'm saying this to everybody. Rich people, poor people, black people, white people, Chinese people, Mexican people, Latino people, Africans, Jamaicans, Caribbeans, Nigerians. You wherever you at, he said, I'm saying this to all people, beautiful people, ugly people, Democrats, Republicans. No degree. High degrees, ride a Lexus, ride a hoop. Do you ride Metro? I'm talking to everybody right now, Jesus was saying. If anyone would come after me. So if you have a desire, you have good intentions to come after Jesus. Listen to what he's saying let him deny himself, let her deny herself. Your ambition, he's saying, I need you to deny that. Your goals, he's saying, you need to deny that. Your thought process, I need you to deny that. You had a vision of what you thought your life would be like when you turn 30, when you turn 40. He said, I need you to deny that. You have a certain way that you have a certain image in your mind that you want people to perceive you by. He's saying, I need you to deny that too. You have goals that you want to succeed in this world before you die. He's saying, I need you to t- deny that too. Do you see that 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 the cost of following Jesus is high, my brothers and sisters? contrary to what the world is trying to show us that anybody can get into a relationship with God because he's just some cheap thrill that's a lie the cost to following Jesus my brothers and sisters is going to be a high price okay it's going to be it's going to be the uh, and it's going to be the most hardest thing that you will ever try to do It's going to cost you everything you have. It's going to cost you everything you have. (laughs) Oh, thank you, God. Here's the thing. I understand as I look up under the sun and I examine things up under this beautiful world that God has created for us and I see humans out here. uh, When it comes to paying the cost, hey, we signed 20-year mortgages, You sign your life away for that. So I understand you understand what it means to have to pay the cost for something. We sign eight and seven year, you know, car deals. You know, we got to pay car notes. So we understand that, right? We sign our life away sometimes for these things. We sign our life away. But we don't want to do that when it comes to Jesus, my brothers and sisters. Uh, you have to take up. It say you have to deny yourself and take up His cross daily, daily. So and follow Him. When when we taking up our cross, I want you to know it's gonna be painful to the uh, to the to the to the human nature. Yeah, I ain't even going to lie to you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be painful sometimes, some of the things you're going to have to die to. Yeah, yeah, it may hurt your ego, some of the things you're going to have to die to. It may hurt your flesh, some of the things you got to die to. Yeah, it's going to kill you to walk away from certain things. It's going to kill you from walking away from certain lust and lies and pride. And it's, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. You're gonna have certain opportunities that this world and the deception of this world and the devil and his demons gonna wanna offer you. And I mean, it's gonna look good too. Yeah, it's gonna look real good. It may taste good, it may get you a whole bunch of money. You know, there's some there's there's some dope boys right now that you know what I'm saying, if you're trying to follow Jesus, because and hey, you're gonna have to walk away from that trap house player. You're gonna have to walk away from all that money. All of it. It might have to get you a little a a, a little part-time job at Walmart in Ubering. That's how you're gonna have to make your money. Yeah, because you ain't gonna be able to, you know, try to serve God. I don't care what the rap song says, God ain't blessing all them trap. Well, y'all know the word. Nah, he ain't doing that. I don't know what they I don't know what they talking about, but he ain't blessing that. Nah, he ain't blessing that. only thing he got on people life like that is mercy, man. That's their blessing, mercy. You know there's some strippers right now, man. Hey, I'm I'm going to go on ahead and talk to you sister. Say if you want to follow God, oh you going to have to get that lifestyle up. Yeah. Yeah, you going to have to you going to have to uh go on ahead and uh slide down that pole, walk up out that club with your heels on. And turn them heels in for some uh black Walmart shoes. Because you're going to have to be a cashier probably. <laughs> see you know what I'm saying? You see, you're going to have to deny that. You're going to have to deny all that money you making, that little fast money you making, baby girl. And you tell talking about on Instagram and all these, you know, your little story time, talking about praise God. And I know because a whole bunch of people about to thank God because uh, the income tax season coming up. Yeah, yeah, I, I know a whole bunch of people about to go ahead and, you know, praise God for the income tax season. Let me go ahead and say this too. Uh, some of y'all going to have to deny uh, taking other people's kids on your income taxes, too. See, you see how it's going to cost you. See, we think God is into this shady business that we grew up doing. And what happens is we have created a false God that is OK with our cricket lifestyles. Let me say that again. We have created a false God that is okay and amen. Our cricket lifestyles, he's saying. If you want to follow me, you're gonna have to deny, you're gonna have to deny those two kids you can be able to get on your income tax. You're gonna have to deny that extra four thousand. This, uh, yeah, sister. <laughs> oh, yeah, you see, it, uh, you see, that cost is high, that cost is high. Listen what listen to what we do. We will lie. <laughs> oh, listen to listen to our mindsets. I want y'all to see how we, we operate. We will lie to the people. We'll carry other people's kids, right? Get the extra money. And then say, thank God for the uh come up. <laughs> If we don't stop, and I mean today, if we don't stop, we gotta stop that. But these are the things. Well, why is he talking about these? These are some of the things that you're gonna have to deny. Yeah, you're gonna have to deny these couple of things. You know, that there, there's some people right now. You you uh you you probably booed up, right? You booed up, uh, y'all got y'all. Nice little condo. I see. You. Yeah, I see you. That's nice. That's real cute. Got to all the amenities and everything. Oh, there's some people right now. You, you, the, the new year, y'all already planned it out. Y'all finna get ready to move in with each other. Y'all had, uh rooms to go. Y'all picking out furniture and stuff. Mm-hmm. Finna put it on the credit card. So $10 a month. Y'all, you got that. Then y'all got the income tax that's going to come with that. You know? And, and it's gonna it's going to look real nice. It's going to look real nice. Uh, But uh, one of y'all may be uh, trying to have a relationship with Jesus. That relationship, you may have to, you know, deny that. that. That's the reality of what it is to follow Jesus in this society, in this culture. That's the reality of things that we may have to do. That relationship, either you go, you know what I'm saying, go ahead and marry her, player. You know, and I know we ain't trying to do none of that, right? We ain't trying to, you know, cause we still be thinking we cute. Let me telling my partners, man, this Hey, let me talk to all my partners real quick. Hey, hurry up and marry somebody, bro! I'm telling you, you need to marry. Why they still think you cute? Why they still kind of think you sexy? You need to hurry up and go on and marry them, okay? Go ahead while they still looking at you like, okay, go ahead and get the, you know what I'm saying? Because you don't want to get to that age and that stage in your life and you haven't really committed and you start, you know, breaking down. Cause we listen, we get old, we get old, things start looking crusty. Even though we try our best to look good, my brothers, things start looking crusty. Things start not working as it used to. And so, what you want to do, you want to go ahead and, you know, get that bun with her. Because, you know, we got a, a woman is very loyal when you commit like that. You already know. So, what I'm saying, go on ahead and commit, my brothers. See, it may cost you, in order to follow Jesus, it may cost you your pride. It may cost you that lust that you have built up in you since you were seven, eight, nine, ten years old. It may cost you that. It may cost you your little uh addiction that you have to Pornhub and all these uh X-rated videos that you like to watch. See, following Jesus is going to cost you that, my brother. Yeah, it's going to cost you that. Hey, sis, it may cost you your little, you know, skimpy outfits to follow Jesus this time. Yeah, yeah. When you really trying to get, it may cost you that. It may cost you them sugar daddies. You know, I know he your deacon, but it may cost you that, you know, that little phone bill he paying for. It may cost you that. You may have to go ahead and, you know, get you a part-time job at Denny's. Go ahead and get you a little part-time job at Target. <laughs> you know, get you a little red shirt. Go ahead and iron your red shirt. Because you may have to go work at Target when you start following Jesus, baby. Mm-hmm. You may have to shut down that only uh, fans page when you follow Jesus. This is what it may cost you to follow Jesus. We got a whole bunch of people following Jesus, but walking in darkness. And I'm here to tell you, that's a lie. You're lying. How you going to call me a liar? Who said that? Let me read this verse again to you because I don't want you to think I'm just up here just talking. You heard me? 1 John 2, 3, and 6. And by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Whoever says I know him but does not keep his commandment is a liar. And the truth is not in him or her. That's why I'm saying these things. That's why I'm saying it. You got an OnlyFans page, and you telling me you know Jesus? You're a liar. The truth ain't in you. The truth not in you. It's just not. And I'm 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 just telling you what it, you 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 trapping. You selling crack, heroin, dime sex, ounces. And you telling me, you uh man, come on, kid. come on. We got to do better. We got to do better. It's 2024. Can we go ahead and start getting serious with God? The word of God says, hey, a year goes by and the years go by and you still not saved? You still walking cricket? Hey, anybody who's walking with God, your New Year's resolution should be, I'm trying to, uh, get it far away from sin. That's our that should be every believer's uh resolution. We'll worry about the weight later. We'll worry about that later. You know, go ahead and get you a little uh membership at uh Planet Fitness and go ahead and take that, you know, take care of that. But we trying to stop all this sinning. We got a lot of sin we got to deal with. Cuz obviously we think that we can have a lifestyle. Hear me, hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. This is not man talking to you. This is what the Holy Spirit is coming from the belly of a created being that he's using right now to speak to your heart. Speak to my heart, Lord. Give me your holy word. Do you really mean that? Do you really mean that? Because I'm giving you this holy word right now. And if it's, if it's burning your heart, I want you to know that's the conviction of God. If it's making you kind of sweaty, if it's making you kind of itch a little bit, that's the Holy uh, Spirit. He kind of irritates you. Yeah, because, you know, that word comes to reprove. It comes to correct. All right. So we still, I am I thought I was going to go. So I thought I had another message, but God want to talk about discipleship or something. I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Let me go ahead and let my young boys in. Uh, what's up? Welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? You know, I'm just a voice of one calling out saying repent. I know the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Why y'all playing? It's 2024, man. The kingdom of heaven is right there, right around the corner. Yeah, right around the corner, good. But, anyways, uh, we're saying these things, my brothers and sisters. But if we're trying to really be disciples, oh man. Check this out what it says in uh Luke chapter six and verse 40. I'm just I'm just moving and grooving through this word. That's it. A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, oh my God, when we become fully trained, we'll be like his teacher. This is why we are constantly training our minds, training our life, training our desires, training our lust, training our ambition, training our goals to align with our teacher. Who is our teacher? Jesus Christ. Okay? That relationship coach you like listening to, that should not be your teacher. Okay? Okay? Your little black conscious teacher you like listening to, that should be not, that that ain't your teacher. I know they say deep things and make you say, ooh, but that ain't your teacher. Nah, that's not your teacher. That little money-making scheme that you following, that's not your teacher. This is what I'm saying. We're becoming like everybody else but Jesus right now. And the reason, let me tell you, let me tell you what the Holy Spirit is saying. Uh, is, is, is we don't want to become like Jesus because Jesus, hey man, he, he just wasn't uh, uh, real respected like that we feel. You know, he didn't have enough <laughs> just swag for us like that. Everything, it, it seemed like everything that we try to kind of do that's in our flesh you know jesus kind of come against those things so we at war with the mindset of christ we at war with the will of christ we at war with our teacher our teacher is trying to school us trying to school us how to walk through this life and every time he tells us something we have a rebuttal This is how we rebuttal. We just ignore his commandments. We just ignore his commandments. Luke chapter 14 and 33. So therefore, Luke chapter 14 and verse 33. So therefore, any one of you, I told you, he talking to anybody. You know, because Jesus did have a following. Yeah, people love to come here. You know, they love to come here and preach. They say he he spoke with a lot of authority. They say, man, he he unlike these Pharisees and these Sadducees, man. I like this cat. Yeah, I like the way he talked. So yeah, he had a little following, but they don't mean he had people that was ready to be his disciples. Yeah, they like coming to listen to the word. They like come going to church here, and yeah, they, they was going to the the synagogues and hearing his word. That what that was. Yeah, that was doing that. But when he came down to be his disciple, oh man. oh man a lot of them they love John chapter six, read that chapter it'll tell you a lot of them turn around they say, man I ain't trying to do all that now check this out what it's saying in Luke chapter 14 and verse 33. so therefore any one of you who does not re- renounce all that he has cannot be to my disciple. Renounce? Do you know what that, that means? Hey, anything that I had before I met Jesus, anything that I was on, anything I was trying to accomplish, man, it's dead to me now. It's dead to me now. Now, any plans I had, I don't even have them plans no more when I met Jesus, and I'm trying to be his disciple. Yeah, my life ain't my life no more. His, my goals become uh, his goal. His goals become my goals. Excuse me. That's what it is. His mindset become my mindset. That's what he's saying. I need you to renounce all that. Yeah, I need all that is what Jesus is saying. Why Why? Why? why is the Holy Spirit preaching this message? He wants you to decide if you want to be a disciple or not. And I ain't just talking to the ones in this uh, room right now. I'm talking to everyone across the world because they already know the underground going national, baby. It's going all across the world. Why? Because I'm uplifting Jesus Christ. And he said, when you uplift my name, I would draw all men unto me. So I already know it's going to be all type of men listening to this message. Yeah, for when years down the road, this message is going to be banging still. It's a timeless message. It don't get old. It don't get tired. Listen, are you really ready to be a disciple in 2024? It's time to go from being a believer. It's time to go. It's time to move on from being a church goer. It's time to move on just from being somebody on the sideline, watching, observing. Now it's time to be a disciple now. Yeah, God said I want disciples. Yeah, I, I, I man, you got to renounce it. That's hard. I, you, you see what I'm saying? That's hard. I ain't even gonna lie to you. It's hard. And it's gonna take some time. That's why I encourage you to get started on it right now. Start renouncing some things. You know, when I when I when I when I really started, man, one of the things I had to renounce, I had to renounce that trap. I love me some. I used, man, I used to love me some trap music, man. Oh yeah. Man, what? Yeah, I couldn't get down with none of that gospel music, man. When I first man, I wasn't trying to hear all that. I was trying to listen to some trap, yeah, I love some trap music, man but but one of the things guys say, "Hey son <laughs> son, if you're trying to minister my word and call people out of darkness, I'm gonna need you to renounce that. Oh, it took some time too, my brothers and sisters, but these are the things I had to put down if I'm gonna try to be a disciple. I don't want to be a spectator no more. I want to get in the game. I want to be, I want to be in the game. Put me in the game, coach. And so I'm calling all of y'all on that sideline. See, we want to be on the sideline, and when the confetti pop off, we run out on the field like we did something. Man, you weren't really in the game like that. You weren't really in the game like that. I'm back on that sideline, man. Now, get in this game. Get in this game. Check this out what he talking about in Luke chapter 14 and verse 26. Luke 14 and 26. It says, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother, I'm going a, I'm to a break this down for those who might say, What? He won't. You know, I'm going to break that down. And wife and children, ooh, and brothers and sisters. Yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciples. Now, when he talk about hate before, you know, everybody starts saying, see, I don't, that's why I don't want to follow him. He wants you to hate your mama. I love my mama. I know you love your mama. And I know you love your daddy. That's good. I'm happy for you. What he's saying is loving their mindset, loving their teaching, you know, loving their they ideals, the way they think you should live their life. I mean, live your life. You know, your mom and your dad, they may have certain teachings they want you to uh, live by. They may say you should do this and you should do that. And your wife or your husband may have a certain mindset they want you to follow. But the, if those mindsets, they may have a certain influence around you that's not of Christ and And Jesus is saying, if you love the opinions of your mama, if you love the opinions of your father, your wife, and your children, and your brothers and sisters, and your family, more than me, oh, you ain't fit to be my disciple. If your relationship to your father, and your mother, and your dad, uh, and your uh, children, and your wife, you see, oh, man, God ain't playing. Do y'all hear it? I mean, he bringing it to our doorstep. He challenging us. He said, if you love those relationships more than you love a relationship with me, you're not fit to be my disciple. Matter of fact, he says he cannot be my disciple. Do y'all hear what he's saying? This is like going to a job interview and they they going over the, the, the requirements of the job. And then they asking you, would you be able to meet these requirements? This is what I'm asking you right now in 2024, early, fresh off the, we fresh off the week. You know what I'm saying? New year. And I know everybody say new year, new me. Man, if you ain't accepted Jesus Christ and repent of your sin, you still the same you. You still the same OG. Check it out. You ain't new. You ain't know. Because anybody who is in Christ, that's who a new creature. That's who. You got to be in Christ to be a new creature. You understand me? Hey, welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet in underground. Who am I? I'm just a voice of one calling out saying, Repent. You know, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But yeah, and then he says in Luke chapter 14 and 26, at the end of that verse, my brothers and sisters, he said, and even his own life. Man, you got to you got to hate your own life when it comes to Christ. What you mean? I I can't have fun. I mean, God, see, that's why I don't like this. uh, It's too religious. What do you mean? Let me break that down to you, my brothers and sisters. Let me break it down so it won't never be broken down before. Shout out to Lil John. Hey, hating your own life means, now, you had certain goals. You had certain ambition. You had a certain lifestyle that you had, that we all had before we encountered Jesus Christ, right? And so when we begin to walk with him, That lifestyle is going to be contrary. Anybody who come to Christ, your lifestyle is going to be contrary to what the word of God is required. Period. Everybody. I don't care who you are. Well, I don't do nothing. I I ain't your lifestyle. Your mindset, your nature is going to be contrary to the word of God. So he's saying, if you love your lifestyle, if you in love with it is so much that you're not going to be able to lay it down to follow me, you're not fit to be my disciple. And I got a question to ask you. I, I really do. And it's an honest question. What is so good about your life that you can't lay it down? I'm talking to regular people right now. Again, I always like to tackle this because some of us, I mean, if are you making a billion dollars, some of us making, I mean, you can't lay that down. Some of us can't even lay you can't lay that relationship down. It's barely, uh, it's on the rocks, and you still can't lay it down to follow Christ. Oh. You can't lay down your little, you know, you got one trap house in the hood. You can't lay that down, cuz I can see if you were Scarface. You're not even Scarface with this, and you talking about. Man, you in the game. You boy, you better get out that game. You only got one trap. Come on, cuz I'm trying to, I'm just I'm I'm trying to bring reality to you now. Sis, how long you gonna be, you know, doing that? How long you gonna be, you know, tricking these old dudes like that? You can't lay down that lifestyle? What is what is the hold? God is asking you, what is holding you? Are you afraid that you're not going to be able to pay your phone bill, sis? Are you afraid you're not going to be able to pay your light bill, sis? You're afraid that you're not going to be able to pay your tuition, sis? What is holding you, God? What is holding you? That you can't lay it down. My brother, why you can't lay it down? I don't know why. See, this is how I know I'm so sinful, y'all. As I'm talking about lay it down, why the old school? So lay it down, lay it down. You, <laughs> it's God help me, please help me. But, anyways, uh, <laughs> lay it down. That's what you need to do. Lay it down, lay it down. Come on, you lay your life, lay it down. Some of y'all, you scared to lay down. Your life, and it's, I'm, I'm, let me say, how can I say this in a nice way? It's not all that, you know, just, you know, banging like that. You know, I'm here to tell you that there's a better life for you on the other side of this kingdom. I promise you that. I'm walking in it. That's why I can say it so boldly. I can say it with confidence in my, you know what I'm saying? In my, in my voice, that there's a better life for you on the other side. Say player, you, okay. You got you th- you got a rotation of three females. Okay. Okay. So you done there from a thin line between love and hate. Okay. Okay. I give you that. But you telling me you can't lay that down for the kingdom of God. You think that's going to be your life forever? No, I'm telling you, getting old, player. Your back about to start hurting. Your back about when you get up, stuff goes. You go hear stuff popping. You go get up out. You gonna have to use your hand to help you get up from the (laughs) floor. Let me stop. Let me stop. I'm serious. I'm. Okay, stop playing. What I'm trying to say is, what are you waiting for? A song just came to my mind. What the world are you waiting for? I don't know why. See, I don't know why it's still coming to my mind. Yes, things be popping. Come on. I need you to give your life to God right when? Right now. Some of y'all need to, listen here. Some of y'all need to hurry up to the altar. You should have been at the altar in 2020. You shouldn't have been out. Countdown to my five. Fuck. Three, two, What well, happy new year. Man, you should have been at the altar crying. Tell like, my God, help me. Help me with a new year, God. Help I, mean, I don't want to be the same next year, God. That's what some of y'all should have been doing in this new year. I don't know why you was out. How long you going to do that? Huh? Come on. You better than that. Man of God, you better than that woman of God. Why are you using your body as just just like anything? You Your body was made to be a temple of God. Now, whoever has the highest dollar, that's who you give your body to, my sister? Oh, no. Nah. No, nah, it's time to get that lifestyle up. You don't even like the person you giving your body to. When he, pick, you know how you feel, you know how you feeling when you in the car and you got to go out, you're like, oh, you telling your best friend, girl, call me in the middle of this day so I can act like I, I like I got to act like I got to leave. You planning on how you got to leave, but because of your, you love this fastly, this flashy lifestyle so much, you like the vacation so much. You like taking pictures and showing everybody you've been, you been to Japan and you've been to Paris and you've been to Germany and you going here and you going there. But inside, you really don't like that. I know what you want. You want a family and you want some kids. I don't care what this world trying to tell you to live your best life and do you. You know your purpose is you want to build a home. You want to build the next generation of kids who go serve God. That's what you really want to do. I don't care what this devil trying to tell you and trick you. Get you outside your purpose. Your purpose is to be fulfilling God's will for your life. You are to be managing and birthing the next generation of kids who are going to serve God with all their hearts. It is up to you, woman of God, to start to raise up the disciples of this next generation in the home. Oh, man. Come on now. And I'm saying you're going to have to lay down all your little ah you gonna have to lay out let down you're gonna have to lay out. you're gonna have to lay it down. down I'm just sorry okay okay Say amen to this in your heart. Not say amen to this sermon. I want you to say amen to the word of God that's being proclaimed over your life. Because listen to me and listen to me well. Listen to the voice of God when he tells you this. You may not hear this word next year. Yeah, you got to hearken unto the voice of God when you hear it. You might not hear this next month. You may not hear this. You know, we didn't made plans. I, I know people making plans about what they going to do for their birthday. They already making plans. How do you know you going to make it? You got to make plans. This is what I want all the believers in 2024 to do. Make plans to meet God. Let me say that again. Make plans to meet God. Get your hair ready to meet God. Get your clothes ready to meet God. Get your mind ready to meet God. Get your, get your holy temple body to meet God. You getting your body ready to go on that little summer vacation so you can wear your little bathing suit or take off your shirt player and take pictures so everybody can be like, I see you. Oh, I see you. God. I see you been in that gym. Who's your trainer? No, I want you. The Holy Spirit wants you, and I'm encouraging encourage you. Hey, let's plan to meet God, because we don't know. We don't know when we're going to meet him, y'all. And I want to end off on this, my brothers and sisters. Man, I appreciate y'all coming out to listen to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Man, who is this preaching and going? He just screaming? Who is that? He ain't nobody. He's just a voice of one calling out saying repent. I know the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Check this out. In Matthew chapter 24, in verse... uh. Uh, I'm gonna start off at 36 because I'm talking about you planning to meet God, right? So Matthew chapter 24 and verse 36. Let's listen to what Jesus is saying. All everything I'm telling y'all, everything is coming from the word of God. If you go back and listen to the uh this or if you pass it on to somebody, <clears throat> excuse me, hey, tell them to uh go to the scriptures. I'm saying everything that's in the scriptures. None of this is coming from human understanding. This is the power of God that's being preached to you. You see what I'm saying? I don't like to preach from a human understanding because I don't have that t- uh, type of understanding that can reach your heart. First Corinthians in two, four, before I go to Matthew chapter 24 and verse 36, first Corinthians chapter 24 says this, two, excuse me, first Corinthians chapter two and verse four. Excuse me, you guys, I'm just a little bit excited. Verse four, it says, in my message and preaching, we're plain? See, I'm making it plain. The Holy Spirit is making it plain for you, brothers and sisters, rather than using clever and persuasive speeches. I ain't trying to be clever with you. I ain't trying to hoodwink you. I ain't trying to bamboozle you. I ain't trying to make it too deep where you drown. No, I ain't trying to do that. Now I ain't trying to do none of these persuasive speeches to make you uh, believe in God. I'm just going to give you the word of God. And the word of God is going to burn your heart. I know it's doing it right now. I rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. When I uh, get this word and I preach it to the brothers and sisters around the world, I'm relying on the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm not relying on my own talent. I'm not relying on my own wisdom and knowledge and, oh, I can relate to the people. Truth be told, I don't want to relate to the people when I'm preaching God's word. I want to call up the people. I don't want to relate with the, the mankind when I'm preaching God's word. I'm not trying to be liked by mankind. when I'm. Listen to me. When you preach the word of God, you're not going to be liked by mankind because this book is spiritual. This is a spiritual book that we're reading right now. This book puts your flesh to death. Matthew 24 and verse 26 says. However, no one knows the day or hour when these things will happen. We don't know the thing. We don't know the hour or the day when God will go come visit us and say, I'm taking you home, my brothers and sisters. We don't know. This is why I say we got to be planning to meet God. Because there's a day and there's an hour coming. No matter how good we are, no matter how much we plan to the T, no matter how healthy we are, no matter how likable we are, no matter how much we plan our life that's perfect, no matter how holy we are, my brothers and sisters, there's a day and an hour that we don't know about. Not even the angels in heaven or the son himself. Oof. Only the father knows. Only the father knows when this will happen, when he's coming. Verse 37. When the Son of Man returns, it will be like it, it will be like it was in, a, in Noah's days. And if you read Genesis 6, it'll tell you how it was in Noah's days. Just wickedness everywhere. Whole bunch of wickedness around. Matter of fact, let me read that real quick for you, brothers and sisters. So what I'm doing, uh, because it said it would be like it was in Noah days, right? So what I want to do is go to Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5 and let y'all know, well, what it was in Noah days. Genesis 6 and verse 5 said, the Lord, the Lord observed the intent of human wickedness on the earth. And he saw that everything that, that they thought or imagined was cons- consistently and totally evil. This was this was the same thing that was happening nowadays. So the Lord was sorry He ever made them and put them on earth. Hey, when you look at your life, do you think God would be sorry that He ever made you, that He put you on earth? You know, there's people living a life right now that may think that may have God thinking like this. That's how wicked people was. That's how evil their thoughts was towards men, towards women, towards black people, towards white people, towards Chinese people, Arabian people, Arabs, Jews. They had evil thoughts. And God said, man, I'm sorry that I even made them. I'm sorry that I even put them on earth. Why is they evil thinking like that? Why are they heart so hard like that? Instead, it broke his heart. The way that we're living, check this out, for those who say, oh, I love God, I have a relationship with God, but God said the way you're living is breaking my heart. The way you think is breaking my heart. The way you talk about your sister, the way you talk about your brother, the way you look. The attentions that's in your heart, the wickedness that's in your mind, the scheming that you're doing to get ahead, the evil ways that you think about to get ahead, it's breaking my heart. Yeah, it break my heart. The way when you tell me something, you tell me you go do me right this time, you tell me that you promise you go serve me and you lie to me and you go another way. he said it breaks my heart and it makes me sorry that I ever created you sometimes. Man, this is the heart listen to God talk y'all yeah. This is how it was in Noah days. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. And I would destroy every living thing, all the people, the large animals, the small animals, the, uh, the, uh, the, the animals that scurry along the ground and even the birds of the sky. I'm sorry I ever made them. See, when we live a lifestyle of sin and wickedness. This is going to hurt. But do we, cause I know it, God, it, God love every, everything. He just love everything. It's okay. God love everybody. He just love everything, man. The word of God says he's sorry. He made some. It grieves his heart. It grieves his heart. So that's what, that was, that's what was going on in our day. So let me get back to the uh, scripture in Matthew chapter 24. And I was at, uh, excuse me, guys, 37, 38. It says in those days before the flood. So in the, in no days before the flood was about to happen, check out what God said they was doing. He said the people were enjoying banquets and parties and wins. <laughs> God said everybody was just, Oh, I got a ba- Oh, I got a party. I got to go to. They was getting their dresses. They was getting their heels. They was getting their tuxedos. They was getting their fades. You feel me? They was getting their earrings. They was getting their glasses. They was getting their shirts. They was getting their J's. He said, everybody was just doing to have parties. People was going to the, uh, you know, picking out where they was going to get married. At. They was telling everybody, hey, come to the wedding. They was putting out uh, invitations. They was buying cakes. They was planning honeymoons. Mm-hmm. God say this is how it was in old days. They was posting pictures of, you know, the ring. You know, when you take those pictures of the rings and you say, I said yes, and everybody be like, oh my god. He said, This is what they was doing in nowadays, days, too. They ain't even know that I was, I was sorry that I ever made him. <laughs> god is some. oh, man. this is why I'm so scared of him. I'm so terrified of God. I tell people all the time, y'all. It, it's not cause that I'm trying to be good. I, I'm not. I'm not naturally a good person. No. Most of the time, I'm walking right because I'm scared. I'm just scared of God. I don't know what He. I I don't know. I'm just scared of Him. I, I I don't know. I just don't know. You know, God to put boils on you and have you itching and have you hurting in your back and have you. You know, He'll. I don't know. He create diseases. <laughs> he create pain. Yeah. I be like, Oh God, I don't got tired to mess with you. So I just walk, I try to walk, I try to find favor in his eyes. Like my boy, Noah, but yeah, he said, everybody was enjoying banquets. They had parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered his boat. They was, listen, listen to what it's saying. They were so in love with their life. Oh my God. They were so in love with their parties and their banquets. I mean, to the time that Noah's over there building the boat. And as Noah is going into the boat and telling people, hey, the flood was coming, they still got partying planning to do. They still got weddings to plan. They ain't worried about repenting and turning to God and their wickedness. Look how much they were so in love with their life. This is why they say if you don't lay down your life, you can't be my disciple. A lot of people are not just, you know, out there just doing. I mean, like stuff that we we will say. Well, it's not that bad. It's not that. A lot of people can't come to God because you love your life too much. Your life is just too important for God to even have a so a say so in it. Verse thirty nine. People didn't realize what was going to happen until the flood came and swept them all away. You know why they didn't realize? Because they had partying to do. They had weddings to plan. Who thinks that God is coming back when you're planning a wedding? Who thinks God is coming back when you're throwing yourself a birthday party? That's the time when we usually say, I'm blessed. So why would he come back and interrupt that? That's our thinking, you know. Who who think God would come back when you're planning your banquet? You you know you got your you graduated and you got your masters, and it's time for you to plan your little you know partying. Let everybody know I made it. It's time for you to uh, prepare your bachelor party. Player, who thinking about God coming back? Who thinking about God coming to visit you and say, mm-hmm, "Let me holler at you." Yeah, go ahead and give me that soul about you. We're not thinking that. This is the way it will be when the son of man comes, though. Look at the warning he telling us, my brothers and sisters. Verse 42, man will be working together in the field. One will be taken, the other one left. Let me. So you may be working next to someone, man. And he's just gone. And you still there. Two women would be grinding flour at the meal. One would be taking the other left. Verse 42. So you too must keep watch. For you don't know what day your Lord is coming. When you really believe that. To keep watch. Because you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Man, your life will begin to reverence. You will walk so respectful towards God because you really are mindful. Man, I don't know what day the Lord is coming. And when we talk about the Lord coming, we saying personally, He may come visit you and say, Hey, I require your soul tonight. You're leaving this earth. You're leaving your mom. You're leaving your husband. You're leaving your wife. You're leaving your kids. I'm coming. When we talk about the Lord's coming, we always think it's like this. No, he may come to visit you personally. Are you ready for that? Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watching, not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time all the time 2024 I encourage you be ready at all times don't let don't let God catch you slipping you say well I have a hard time with that preacher hey ask God to help you God help me give me a mindset that be mindful of your aware be my, mindful of your presence be mindful that I'm walking According uh, according to who you are, dear God, I want to be mindful of those things. I want to be mindful of my words. I want to be mindful of my eyes. You got to ask God for that. A faithful, verse 45, servant is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household's servants and feeding them. If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. Yo, what you're doing for God is not in vain. What you did for God last season, you will be rewarded for it, my brothers. You will be rewarded for it, my sisters. What you're doing for God this season in your life, you are going to be rewarded for it. In his time, and he's going to reward you. He's going to release a blessing on your life. I'm not telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. Stay faithful to God. You are going to be rewarded for it. He blesses those that seek him diligently. I tell you the truth. The master will put that servant in charge of all he owns. And ain't that the truth? He'll start to expand your territory. He'll start to expand your territory. Let me give you a testimony. God has expanded the prison ministry. Not only going to one, he's expanding it. Where I, where he's expanding while I'll be going to two. He opened it up. That's the rewards you start to get. You was faithful over this one prison. I'm gonna give you two so you can witness to other people. He rewards your faithfulness, my brothers and sisters. He rewards your obedience, my brothers and sisters. He rewards your sacrifices, my brothers and sisters. Do not grow weary in doing good in this season that you are walking with the Lord. Do not grow weary in sacrificing for the Lord. Do not grow weary in... Dying to your flesh, dying to your mindset. Do not grow weary, my uh, brothers and sisters. And if you do grow weary, call upon the Lord Jesus Christ and ask Him for strength to get you through it. Verse 48 says, But what if the servant is evil and thinks my master won't be back for a while? And he begins beating the other servants, partying, and getting drunk. The master will return unannounced and unexpected. Verse 51, and he will cut that servant to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of the teeth. Now, wherever that place, I don't want you guys going there. I I don't want my, my children going there. I don't want my wife going there. I don't want my family members going there. But God is serious about those who are wicked and those who are, you know, forgetting about his coming and saying, well, he ain't coming. So let me just take it easy. Let me do what I got to do. Let me turn up. He said, I come to you unexpectedly. I come to you unexpectedly. Now, and then he said, I cut you to pieces. I Man, uh, man, God, gangsta? I don't know what he mean by cutting you to pieces, but I, I don't know what that means, but I'm scared. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't even try to. You know, try to, well, what that mean? Give me a revelation of what it mean. Man, he say it cuts you to pieces. That's all I can tell you. I ain't trying to find out, and I don't want you to find out, my brothers and sisters. I don't want to, exactly. People be wanting to get too deep with the word, man. Just, hey, come to it like a child. If a child was to read that, cut you in pieces, I guarantee they'd be like, they'll get scared. So I don't want to get cut in pieces. I don't want to go somewhere with gnashing of the teeth. I don't even know what that means, but I'm grinding my teeth gets me you know, painful. So I don't want to do, deal with that either. And I don't want you to deal with it. So I'm asking you, my brothers and sisters, if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, if you don't know that if you die today, that you will spend an eternity with your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, if you don't know that, Now is the time to accept Christ. You don't know if you're going to be here 2025. You don't know if you're going to be here in February. Get your salvation right with Christ, my brothers and sisters. There's going to be people listening to this all across the nation, all across the world in the next coming years, in the next coming decade. When you hear this, if you haven't got your salvation right with Christ, Call upon the name of the Lord. There's only one name that you can call on, and that's the name of Jesus Christ. That's the name of Jesus Christ. Sincerely call on and tell him, God, I want to be saved. I don't want to go to hell. I want to spend eternity with you. And sincerely mean that, and I promise you, brother, God will save you. Get you a local church home somebody who preaches the word of God and start to let God and his, 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 his apostles, his preachers begin to disciple you. And so you can walk in the will and ways of God, my brothers and sisters. I appreciate y'all coming out to the underground, the place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? Man, I'm just a voice in 2024. We're going to keep saying, repent. Yeah, I know the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I'm out.